Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. For some fucking reason unknown to me, he's uh, he's not Dalton over there. Uh, Dalton is missing. Uh, unlike yesterday when he missed the show, uh, he has given me no notice or anything like that. Uh, however, he was complaining about only having about three hours of sleep. So if I had to wager, I would say his big ass is sleeping. <laughs> he probably went and took a nap and didn't set an alarm or or some other amateur hour bullshit like that. So I'm going to have to do the show by myself again because he can't be a professional. <laughs> I'm only saying that because you know goddamn well that's what he'd be saying if I missed it. So, ah, uh, shit. I actually thought he was going to be here today. So I did even less effort than I normally did for topics. I don't really have fucking all to talk about at all. Eh, oh, goddamn it. I don't even have my phone on me. Jesus Christ. That's amateur hour shit. Oh, well. Uh, so much for notes for today. <laughs> uh, any, as always, uh, any of you are more than welcome to call in and help me out with the show. Uh, I see the OG armies forming up. Uh, happy to have you guys here. Uh, if nothing else, you know, throw out stuff in the chat that you want me to talk about. Uh, you know how that goes. Um, and speaking of knowing how it goes, as you guys know, we're famous for getting amazing guests. Uh, and next Wednesday will be no exception. I'm happy to say that, uh, Writer and adult uh, film, film star actor Tyler Knight will be on. Uh, I have many questions uh, for him um, uh, of various nature, and hopefully you guys as well will. God damn, I can't speak today. And hopefully you guys will as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a good show. Uh, he will be the very first guest I've ever interviewed that has had a sex doll made out of him, which is... <laughs> which is what I've been leading with when I tell people uh, that I was talking to today about my next guest. Like, yeah, yeah, he's the only guy I know that has a, a adult uh, sex doll made for him. And people are like, uh, what do you mean? Like he bought a sex doll? I'm like, no, no, they made one styled after him. <laughs> which, which, which uh, don't get me wrong, I didn't go looking for that. When you, when you uh, um, Google his name, that's one of the things that pops up. So uh, that is... Going to be something to do. Uh, in the meantime, we still have a couple few days uh, before that. I'm, I have a couple other people on the OG that I'm talking to to try to get on the show. Um, Dan Severin's mustache has said he's willing to do it, but uh, hasn't gotten back to me about when yet. Uh, as we, as you guys know, uh, Tyler Knight is also an OGer that I uh, got through the uh, website. And who knows, uh, I've also got feelers out to a couple other people, but they haven't responded. I'm not sure if they're not interested. Some people don't never check their messages. It could have went either way. Uh, but either way, um, we will have stuff to talk about. And normally a fucking big weightlifter guy here to talk with would make my job so much fucking easier. Oh, well, okay. Uh, I mean, I do apologize, guys. I, guys, I thought he was going to be here, so I did no effort at all in the show, mostly because I was at my other job trying to make money. <laughs> Speaking of money, uh, my wife will be leaving in a little while to go apply for a part-time job. I said, I know we need money, but why are you doing that? She goes, I don't know. It might be fun. I'm like, oh, well, that's unusual, but okay. So she's going to apply at a shawarma place as, like a, uh, as a cashier for like on her days off for a couple hours or some shit like that. Whatever makes her happy. But uh, And we could certainly use the money, but uh, I'm actually surprised that she didn't want to do it because fucking she has a full-time job and it wears her out. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned, whatever makes her happy. Uh, let's see. Well, I was going to look for something to talk about. I got distracted. Uh, oh, well, let me get you guys' opinion on something. Um, 
I'm going to talk about my work a little bit, which is not a really good idea, but I'm going to keep it generalized. Uh, they are installing like uh, twenty or thirty thousand dollar air filtration systems into the uh, club uh, to, to hopefully make people feel safe enough about going to eat inside once the weather gets cold. Um, which is a good thing. It's a good thing regardless of uh, if it gets the members in there or not. Obviously, uh, having clean air is a nice thing to have uh, regardless of the circumstances. But we are hoping that it will make the members feel safe eating inside again. <clears throat> now, that being the case, if they do do so, they might end up opening up the ladies' card room, which I've as mentioned to you guys before is one of my wife's responsibilities. Um, and so I was speaking with her about how to keep things stay safe because, you know, the, the issue with that is they're going to be have four people sitting there that aren't from the same family. So it could be cross contamination there, passing cards back and forth. Uh, so I told my wife, uh, probably the best bet to do that would just be buy a whole bunch of disposable cards, not disposable cards, just cheap cards. And they only use them one game. I mean, if you buy it in bulk, you can get decks of card for like a dollar, a dollar fifty. So it wouldn't be a really ridiculous uh, thing. And they're rich enough that they're not going to mind spending a dollar whenever they sit down to play cards. They they give my wife twenty bucks, uh, five dollars a person when they sit down anyways as a tip uh, for each table. Four she ends up getting like twenty bucks. Um, so it's not a money thing, but uh, and so I think it will actually work out well. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough precautions to have them feel safe enough about coming back and resuming normal activities like that. See, at this point, Ryan would be saying something dumb. <laughs> we don't have him along for that, but so I'll have to say something dumb for him. Actually, I'll pass. Uh, let's see. But anyways, uh, what you? I, I, well, the reason I brought that up is I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about it. You think that'd be significant precautions? Would you feel comfortable going to eat inside in a? Uh, if they had an air filtration system and they were doing things like all of our menus are disposable now. They used to be, you know. A fancy menus and fancy menu holders. Now I print up all the fucking menus and they people use them once and then throw them away to stop cross contamination. Um, all, all of our weights, the entire, uh, all, every single employee has, is supposed to have a mask on. So that's, that's a thing. Um, members have to wear a mask while they're coming to and through from their table uh, or while they're inside the clubhouse for any other reason. But obviously they can take their masks off while they're at their table. Um, on the other side, we check in every employee in the morning um, uh, you know, with the uh, temperature thing. They take make sure they're not running a fever, then have them fill out a standard form saying that they know they haven't exhibited any of these symptoms. They haven't been out, out of state. They haven't done this. They haven't done that. All the stuff that you know we'd want to know about uh, in case you might, might expose you to COVID or you might ha be having symptoms of it. Um, <clears throat> And we check in every single employee like that. We we also try to check in all of the contractors and shit like that. But so we, uh, which we were pretty good with. Uh, deliveries, on the other hand, we, we we just struggle to make sure that they have their fucking mask on when they walk in, <laughs> you know, because they're they're not going through the clubhouse. Most of them are literally going about eight feet from the back door to a storeroom where they dump it there, and then the uh, um, guy in charge of that shit was the one who actually puts all of it away. Um, he's a purchasing guy. <laughs> There's an entire department. It's a one-man department uh, for purchasing. Now, his all his job is is to buy stuff for the club and make sure it gets to the right part of the club. You know, a lot of times it's just calling somebody and telling them their stuff's there. Uh, some of it's putting stuff away. You know, like uh, all of our uh, grocery deliveries, he's supposed to take be in charge of them, put away. Uh, he's just in charge of basically buying and stuff, buying and the distrib distribution of stuff. Um, 
which I didn't really think was a job, but good for him. <laughs> um, so um, I would uh, have to say our precautions are pretty good. Would uh, would you guys feel like safe if you're going to a restaurant of, the, of that same nature that was doing all of those things to try to make sure that no one got the COVID? Uh, uh, both in, and by that I mean eating inside. I know outside is pro- everyone considers it a lot safer. Uh, but would you be comfortable eating inside if someone, uh, if you knew that was the precautions being taken? Um, and and Rock G said uh, he was asking. It depends on how far apart the tables are. We we space them out pretty good now. Um, when, when the during the brief time that we had the dining room open, uh, we you know, we took out half of the tables. Uh, so, you know, so that you could, uh, spread it out more. And we were basically planning on working at 50% occupancy to tops. Um, for, for example, uh, we have a father's day barbecue, that bar, excuse me, barbecue every uh, year. And that's one of the few things that we tried to do before this year, before we decided that, you know, events just weren't going to work at all. Uh, since we wanted to have everybody outside and no indoor tables, well, no, actually at that point we were still allowing indoor tables. Uh, but because of spacing and things like that, instead of the normal five to 700 people, depending on whether it rained or not, that we would accept for this barbecue, we topped off at 250. So at that point, we're not even barely a third of our capacity. So the, the table should be spread out pretty well. <laughs> God, I'm so used to having someone say something after I blather, blather on for a while. God, I'm going to send him a message on Facebook. Uh, let me find this guy. And, uh, Call him an asshole for making me do the show when all he all he's doing is fucking napping. You know he's sleeping. You know he's sleeping. We know that that's exactly what it is. Hey. Messenger set on, you know, like really, really loud. So I doubt he's going to hear that and wake him up. But one can hope. All right. Um, since I'm just looking for shit to talk about, let me switch over to Yahoo News, the source of all news for the Other Ground Live. Uh, as always, when I'm looking on Yahoo for things to talk about, be aware that I can't see the chat box and I can't see you trying to call. So if you're doing either of those two things, give me a second. I'll be back over there in a moment. Uh, uh-oh, there's cancellations for the fight uh, card uh, tomorrow night. I don't think we're going to care much since the general consensus was we didn't know who half those people were anyway. So if they cancel one or two of them, that just means for a quicker uh, card. Let's see. Uh, oh, although Takashi Sato made weight for his fight with Daniel Rodriguez, he was ultimately not m- medically by doctors to compete. I don't think that's a correct sentence, but I think we get the point. The doctors say he wasn't medically fit to compete. Um, Caleb Bourne did not weigh in, pulling out of his bout, bout with Dwight Grant for undisclosed reasons. Hmm. Okay, those reasons are certainly undisclosed. Um, Rodriguez and Grant both weighed, uh, made weight for their welterweight bouts, however, so when Sato and Bourne fell out, they agreed to fight each other. So, so Rodriguez versus Grant will now be open the UFC on ESPN 15 main card. Oh, well, there you go. I guess that worked out. <laughs> that's a weird thing. Uh, I wonder how that's how often that's happened in MMA events that, that two people had their shit canceled and uh, ended up fighting each other's opponents. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Has it happened? Uh, it's too bad uh, K-Barbs isn't on tonight. He would definitely be able to uh, tell us if it had happened or not because that guy knows fucking a shitload about MMA. 
how did I knew a lot about MMA? I don't know shit compared to that guy. He's throwing out stats and talking about amateur fights and shit like that. It's pretty impressive, actually. Um, well, let's see. So, but that's not something else to talk about. Um, former Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden is banned from Delta Airlines after not wearing a mask. I saw this over on the OG as well, where it's getting a lot of traction for people talking about it. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Is it just me or is that guy kind of like a douchebag? <laughs> I hate to say that, you know, about a military person, much less one with the kind of dangerous job that he had. Uh, but he does seem to reference the fact that he killed him a lot and when it, on his media accounts. And uh, I think the entire, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't have to think is bullshit. You guys know my uh, attitude on that. I hate people that think they're above laws. That's why I think I might've made a shitty cop, but uh, <laughs> um, a shitty cop. And as I would have would, made a good cop, but I would have done shitty at it. <laughs> um, but regardless of what I mean to say is that uh, I don't like it when people think they can break rules, that they're better than everybody else and don't have to follow that shit. The simple rule was if you wanted to be on that plane, you had to wear a mask you knew that they asked you it wasn't like we're going to kidnap you on here and make you wear a mask uh as soon as you got here before you got here when you when you booked your tickets you were made aware of the fact that we asked you to wear a mask and yeah you have the freedom not to not wear a mask but you don't have the freedom to um force somebody to take you someplace they don't want to if they don't want to do business with you because you won't wear a mask well then that's how life works <laughs> you have yes you have all kinds of these uh, constitutional freedoms but uh um, expressing them doesn't always make you, uh, invulnerable to consequences. So, but whatever, uh, I see, as you guys know, I think masks probably do help stop the spread. So I am a big fan of people wearing them when they're supposed to. Uh, and it's also the main reason why I've stopped going out in public because whenever I see somebody out in public, I dude, you walk in the grocery store, it'll take you 15 seconds before you see someone either not wearing a mask or wearing it wrong, which is almost worse. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Uh, what are you guys talking about on the chat box? Threads up, Chuck, score. Those guys are real jerks. I don't know who you're talking about, but I agree. They're probably real jerks. Um, but I don't know. I guess I shouldn't be reading into a conversation where I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Top men. Uh-oh. I'm going to guess Kirk and his minions have done something horrible to somebody on the OG. I like Kirk a lot, but I do hear that story over and over again. That makes you wonder sometimes. Mm. Oh, what am I drinking tonight, Passive J? I'm drinking water. I highly recommend it. It's really awesome. And dude, it doesn't cost that much. <laughs> that's what i've been telling myself uh every day since i quit uh, drinking coffee because now i don't drink anything but water um coffee was my one vice i would drink uh one or one or two uh well and then i drink it like 90 percent black uh, on the weekend when i woke up i might use a, some of my wife's flavored a creamer in one, in one cup and then i'd move on to black coffee but i drink a lot of it um oh, wait charles barkley got banned from the og oh that's not right the guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> and what are they saying he got banned for? I can't go read a thread on the OG right now. I'm doing a show. <laughs> Give it to me in cliff notes. And then I will expand upon it uh, for the people that are listening. Oh, he got, yeah, he apparently Charles Barkley, a 
uh, OG legend, by the way, um, uh, got banned and he doesn't even know why. That's the worst type of banning. You know, it's like when your, your girlfriend breaks up with you and she says, I'm breaking up with you. And then she won't respond to any texts after that. So you don't even, you're not even quite sure why she broke up with you. You just have to sit there broken and alone, wondering what you did wrong. And that's not right. You need resolution to these type of things. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus, listen to me. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Rachel Mando says, okay, that's fucking politics. No, thank you. Oh, 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 geez. This is, uh, as most of you know, uh, there, there haven't been any movies coming out for quite a while. And one of the ones I'd wanted to see that was delayed was called Tenet, which seems to be like some sort of, um, cross between a superhero movie and like with time travel and all, all kinds of crazy shit. Unfortunately, the headline I just stumbled across says Tenet. Christopher Nolan's long anticipated timekeeper is a humorless disappointment. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even sure if I want to read the review. I won't do that to you guys by reading it to you. Uh, but apparently someone didn't like that movie at all. So that's not a good sign. Uh, let's see. God, it's just fucking bullshit and entertainment news. Maybe, you know, let me click on the more newsy section of the news. Get all that uh, um, entertainment stuff out of there, which leaves basically just the political stuff. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, more, more political. Oh, there's something. I guess political, but I think you guys might be interested in anyways. Um, you guys have heard about the Flint water crisis for years and years and years on uh, how Flint fucked over its citizens by um, switching over from the Detroit water system to Flint's water system, which they hadn't used in years and years and years to try to save money. And then they fucked it all up. Um, I'm sure most of you are aware of it, but what they did was uh, turn down their water without doing the right preparations. You're there when you're doing water to Flint, you're supposed to keep put certain chemicals in the water that's going through there. And what, it, and what that stuff does is it lines and coats the inside of the pipes so that if you have lead pipes, it doesn't leach the lead into the water. Well, these guys were opening up their plant and just started doing water and they never edited any of that shit. So that's how the lead got into the water stream um, by the people in the Flint Water Authority and, and so on and so forth being fucking idiots. Uh, that's not disputed. What surprised me is there was a $600 million lawsuit settled the other day by the state of Michigan. Uh, now, do I think the people involved in that thing deserve a $600 million lawsuit? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, uh, it, it leg can do horrible things, especially little kids and things like that. Uh, why is it the state of Michigan that's responsible for it? Yeah. I, I'm griping about this a little bit. Cause obviously that means my, I'm paying for it. Everyone, everyone in Michigan is paying that part of that $600 million. It all comes from Michigan residents taxes. Obviously. Why isn't that a city of Flint thing? Uh, and I realize the city of Flint probably can't afford to pay 600 million or, you know, uh, but, uh, isn't that where it shouldn't, should come from? Why is it coming from the entire state of Michigan? The entire state of Michigan didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, if, if anything, you know, getting away from the major water system that was being run in Detroit was part of the fucking problem. So that was, Flint, that was Flint's officials do it from start to finish. Uh, and I don't know what kind of repercussions there've been on them, uh, for this whole thing. I stopped paying attention after a while. 
um, especially in the last year or two, once they actually fixed everything. So, you know, when you see all those, uh, what about Flint? It still doesn't have clean water. It actually does. It's had clean water for a couple few years now. Uh, there is a very, very small percentage that they're still working on. They might even be done with that ship right now. But, but, but Flint's water is clean and safe. Uh, if nothing else, they're back on the Detroit water. And they've made significant progress in, in, in removing all the lead pipes and shit like that that they could. Um, but between those two things, Flint water is fine. I, I like I drink it, drink it, no problem at all. Um, but what and what made me uh, talk about it today was, as I mentioned, the entire state of Michigan paying for it. I don't see how that works that way. I mean, like, it wouldn't the city's fuck up be the city's responsibility? Uh, and I'm sure they're getting sued too. But how is the state of Michigan involved in any way? I don't know. All right, let's see what else we have to talk about. Uh, nope, that's politics. Um, California, as wildfires sleep, sweep through California, COVID-19 impacts the state's ability to rely on inmate fire crews. Oh, shit, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm glad I was just reading that thing randomly. We're definitely clicking on this shit. Uh, oh, it gives bullet points, too, so that's great. The reduction of inmates available to serve in hand crews due to early release because of the coronavirus leaves Cal Fire vulnerable to deal with the extreme conditions with a limited number of inmate fire crews to draw from <laughs> bullet point some of the toughest work that's done out there on the lines some of the most important work is done by these hand crews governor gavin newsom said in a statement in july oh shit dude <laughs> i had no clue that that california has relied on incarcerated firefighters as its primary hand crews since the 1940s <laughs> and in the past two years the number of inmate firefighters have grown to th- 3,500, neither, nearly a fourth of the state's 15,500 wildfire fighters, according to Cal Fire, the department overseeing the state's forestry and fire protection. Holy shit. Wow. I would assume those would be like, you know, um, minimum custody type of prisoners that you're not worried about escaping and killing a whole bunch of people. Uh, but yeah, I had no clue that they use prisoners for something like that. I wonder uh, if other states like that. That's if, that really surprises me for California. Now, like if you told me Texas uses its prisoners to um, put out fires, I wouldn't have been surprised in the least bit. That seems like a very Texas thing to do. That's the that's the state that has the prison where they make their uh, a good portion of their inmates sleep outside in tents. Um, I can't remember the name of the prison, but there's a prison guard out there. I, I think he's like a deputy for some reason, or excuse me, like a sheriff. So for some reason or another, he's in charge of the prison system. I don't know if that's normal, if that's a Texas thing too. Uh but like he makes people sleep in like communal tents uh, with no air conditioning, basically outside, you know, where it's like 85 in the middle of the fucking night. Um, I mean, not that I'm feeling sorry for uh, prisoners in prison, but God, that's pretty extreme. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if Texas had some thing going on where they had like a whole bunch of prisoner firefighters, but I never saw that as California's thing. Uh, now reading articles I just did, they said it started in the forties, but I figured that would have been abolished quite a while ago. I don't, and when they, when they say they're firefighters, they call them hand crews. I don't really know what that means. Uh, I'm not up on firefighter terminology, but, um, it's probably, uh, they say it's hard work. I mean, shit. Dude. All right. Let's see what else they got. I'm glad I clicked on that though. I, do, I learned something today. Hopefully you did too. Uh, no, you don't want that one. Uh, no, not that one. Oh, wow. Nope. 
theme park visitors accused of punching teen worker over mask arrested, PA cops say. <sighs> Come on now. Don't punch a teenager. Okay, first off, that's bullshit right on the stop. You shouldn't be punching kids. That's not right. Um, a teen theme park employee employee <laughs> was punched in the face after confronting people who weren't wearing masks. And now two New Yorkers have been arrested, according to Pennsylvania police. Troy McCoy. <laughs> Sorry. Troy McCoy, 39, from Bronx, New York, was charged with aggravated assault, simple assault, re recklessly endangering another person and other charges after assaulting the Sesame Place worker. <laughs> Middletown. You punch, you punch somebody on Sesame Street, dude. You punched a teenager on Sesame Street about a mask. Shame on you, dude. Come on. Uh, I'm assuming it's a Sesame Street thing. It's called Sesame Place. It's an amusement park outside Philadelphia. Uh, oh, shit. The visitors, I'm sorry, it was fucking plural. Plural, there was more than one. In addition to Troy McCoy, uh, Sh Shakira Bonds, 31, also from Bronx, was charged with simple assault, criminal conspiracy, disorderly conduct, and harassment, according to the police. Uh, the 17-year-old Sesame Place worker reminded the two of the amusement park's mandatory mask requirement and and assault, and then, it's, that's poor writing, and assaulted the worker, police said. <coughs> Obviously, that's written wrong. The park requires face coverings for all park visitors older than two. <clears throat> the male and female responded to the request in an aggressive manner, closing the distance on the 17-year-old male employee, causing him to back up, police said. The teen needed surgery after the assault, fractured his jaw, and injured his teeth. Jesus Christ, dude, you broke the jaw of a teenager on Sesame Street because fucking he told you you're supposed to be wearing a mask? I think, you know, fucking masks are at least your problem, sir and ma'am. You know, I, every day I want to leave my house less. Um, we keep on talking about when we retire, we want to move up like north or someplace, to like a small town where there's not that many people at all and maybe live as far away from those people as you can, you know, and still have it convenient. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to live right in the middle of the woods because, you know, fucking, I don't need a two hour drive just to go get something to eat. Uh, but I would, wouldn't mind living in a small town at all. One of the reasons I like Port Austin is because other than the tourists, there's only like six or 700 people living there. Uh, it's a very small town. As far as I can tell, the bar closes at 10 o'clock. Uh, there might be another one that I couldn't find, but like in the downtown area, there's like, maybe five or six restaurants. There's no Grubhub. There's no Grubhub up, up there at all. That's one of the things that bumped me out. Uh, one of the nights that we were at the hotel, we didn't really want to leave again because both of us were tired of fucking walking. Um, and uh, we tried to look up Grubhub and there was zero up there. And there's also no fucking fast food up there at all. Um, there are no there are no chain restaurants or hotels in Port Austin. Everything is family owned. Uh, and so it's a, it's a cool little vibe. Uh, we wouldn't mind living there when we retire. You know, just get a house maybe a little bit off of downtown so we're not in the little bustle touristy part of it and uh just enjoy the peace and quiet port austin is a town that despite the fact that it is a tourist town like their main street that goes alongside the shore uh the most i've ever had to wait to cross was like i think 30 seconds for them nine times out of ten there's not even any cars coming it's the main street of their town and there's no cars coming to give you an idea uh which is not that strange because almost everybody, once they vacation there, e either they're going to drive from there someplace else and be out of town for doing some outdoor things, 
or they're doing stuff uh kayaks or things and they're living in the downtown area so then there's no point to drive anywhere around there it'd be more of a pain in the ass trying to find a spot to park um so almost everyone walks around the downtown area or leaves or leaves the city entirely to go do other stuff um so there's not a ton of actual traffic in there hmm. my wife actually is starting to look for um places that allow dogs hotel wise because she felt so guilty about us leaving her dogs uh, which i did too by the way i don't i don't like it leaving them alone um yes I, I have a neighbor that can come over and uh, take care of them and uh she actually came over and left our back door open for the day because she was going to be there next right next door and she came in and checked with them that way the dogs could come and go as as they liked into the dog run <clears throat> which i really appreciate it uh, she also fed him a shitload of treats. Uh, we had we had a bag of treats with just like three or four taken out, um, and when he came back, it was completely fucking empty. <laughs> that was like a couple weeks worth of treats. Uh, fucking, I guess she I guess she gave him a treat every single time she came over to check on him, and she must have checked on him a fucking lot. Uh, it was way too much for the dogs. They ended up having diarrhea. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but uh, she, you know, no no uh, major harm done, and she was just trying to be nice. Yeah, she, she said she likes her dogs. Uh, Lulu's too hyper for her, but she's Sadie's a sweetheart, which is pretty accurate. Um, I'm, I love my little dog Lulu to death, but I'm really hoping that she slows down here in a year or two because uh, I, th I think she's barely not even two years old yet, so she's still kind of a puppy. But but that is one fucking high energy little dog. <laughs> uh, so if she could calm down a bit, I'd be pretty happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, the the lattice uh, is actually was basically because um, before we put up the, the home ladders, making fun of uh, there's a lattice on the side of the ramp I have going down my back stairs. Um, I built the ramp because the stairs are really old. My house is built in 1930, and they're super steep, and and they're like not even half the size of regular uh, steps. Like my foot, half of it sticks out. I mean, like literally, I, they want to say they're like five inch wide steps so they're fucking weird uh and they're stupid and they're really steep so um there i knew there was nothing that my little uh, stumpy leg dog sadie would be able to do so i had a ramp built um then what we do we just and we had a line going from the back door to about a pole about 50 feet out and we would just you know hook when she when we wanted to let her out we would just hook her through the line and let her go out back uh, we put that lattice there so she didn't try to like jump off of the ramp on that side and get caught up in the posts uh, for the uh, handrail, not to, not for any security reasons, just to make sure she didn't jump off the side before she got the end of the ramp. Um, then when we converted from having a dog line in the back to the uh, fence, uh, I basically left it there just because the it's theoretically possible that at the top of the stairs they could jump off from the uh, part of the ramp over the fence because it's because the uh, ramp the way the ramp slopes the top of it's pretty near the top of the fence uh because as you guys have probably seen from pictures the back of my house house slopes down um and then goes uh like like it has a three or four foot drop maybe maybe even a little bit higher uh, longer over the course of like five or six feet so it's a really steep hill going down right off the back of my house the the uh, original steps were set into it uh, and I know this is a long story talking about nothing, but regardless, that's why the lattice is on the uh, uh, dog ramp. So there you go. Now you guys know something you didn't. 
Jesus Christ, only 34 minutes. God, I apologize, guys. Uh, I don't know what Dalton's problem is, uh, but we'll uh, keep, just keep on shrugging along, huh? Uh, let's see. Whoops, that's not, that's not Yahoo News. That's my email. You guys don't need to know about my special offers for Viagra. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 God, it's all politics, politics. Suspect in Portland beating turns himself in. Oh, I don't want to click on that. That sounds unhappy. Governor Michelle Lunja Grisham says time is running out to save the planet from the climate crisis. Well, yeah, we've kind of got an immediate crisis, so <laughs> we'll work on that later on, I hope. Uh, no, not touching anything of the uh, George Floyd nature. That's that's a big negatory. Uh, Army destroys crews and ballistic mark missile targets and second test of new defense system. Ooh, I always found the military gear really interesting, you know, um, at least on a theoretical uh, basis. Uh, no, no. Kim Jong-un giving sister Yo Jung more responsibilities. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, I'm happy that he gets along with his sister so well. <laughs> I saw, uh, I think it was a thread on the OG or uh, where they were claiming that uh, North Korea is telling people that they have to kill and eat their dogs. Like they're taking away all everyone's dogs and they're going to turn them into food source because of the famine. I hope that's bullshit. I don't even want to, I, I, I really hope, hope that that's not true at all. Uh, that would bum me out quite a bit. Um, I can't imagine someone trying to take my dog and eat it. God, it's, it's a fucking horror movie right there. That's, that's, if someone wanted to make a good horror movie to freak me out, it'd be about a bad guy who doesn't, uh, you know, but he's not out, not out to kill people, but he's, he's out hunting fucking their pets. Uh, as, as you guys might imagine, uh, from my, my, uh, talking about it, I prefer pets over uh, people quite a bit. Um, <laughs> you know. My dogs are always cool to me. Uh, I, they, I understand them. They understand me. It's a, you know, it's a great relationship. I don't understand people and people are often not great to me. So, so, which is weird considering what I do for a living. It's 100% a customer service job. Um, but not liking, as I've said this before, it's quite possible to be good at something you don't like doing. Uh, so apparently I am good at the customer service part of dealing with people, even though I fucking can't stand doing it. That's the same with multitasking. I hate multitasking. I hate not being able to finish one project before I move on to the next one, but that's what my job completely is. I might have two or three things I'm trying to take care of while the phone's ringing, when people are coming up to my desk, and then the one boss might give me this one thing to do uh, on top of that. Now I have to prioritize which ones I'm doing. Now I have three different projects that are fucking not done, so I have to use like mental bookkeeping methods to make sure that I don't lose my place in all those different projects, while all at the same time still answering the phone and directing calls and answering questions from members that walk up to my window and want something done. So uh, I multitask quite a bit, and I hate every fucking minute of it. <laughs> nothing makes me happy than just to have the time to take care of something before something new new pops up. Uh, but that's that's probably quite a few jobs. I'm sure uh, my job's not unique to that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, it made me wonder so at po different points. Uh, like, I think I would have liked to be an air traffic controller. Uh, so that's the job of a lot of responsibility, obviously. But I think it would have been good for my uh, my nature, so to speak, because uh, I'm good at the multitasking things uh, and keeping track of different things. So I think an air traffic controller might have been a possibility. At my age, obviously, there's no point in starting another career because I'm sure they don't make amazing money. So you have to work your way up from, you know, to 
probably at least decent money and I don't have another 30 years to do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and stick where I'm at. Uh, but it might've been a cool job. I heard it's very, very stressful and I can imagine. So, cause you are, you do literally have people's lives in your hands every day, uh, direct them. If you direct them incorrectly, you can kill, kill a lot of people, but quite a few jobs are like that. When you think about it, people have a lot more responsibility with other people's lives than you think. Uh, like what a good example are truck drivers. Um, you don't think of truck drivers as someone who has a lot of people's lives in their hands, but they do what the object they're driving is fucking a gigantic fucking killing machine. Uh, if they're careless on the road, you know, the odds that they're going to kill someone is pretty goddamn high. And it could be a whole bunch of th- people depending on how the situation works out. Uh, but you don't think about that. Uh, all, all kinds of jobs are like that. They could be dangerous to other people. Fucking mowing lawns could be dangerous to other people. <laughs> if, if the other people are stupid and can't get it out of the way. Uh, but, uh, there's all kinds of examples like that. Uh, when it comes right down to it, just driving, just driving is fucking, when you think about what goes into driving, you'd be terrified to actually get on the road and do it with anybody. Um, cause think about like drive a mile down the road in your, in your average, uh, drive to work just think about a mile and how many people pass you the other way uh assuming that you're on like a not on a highway oh shit even on the highway how many cars come close to your car over that one mile uh if you're going if you're going the uh in a two-lane road with someone going the other way it could be a lot i mean in the course of a mile it could be like 20 or 30 cars that's not inconceivable at all so in the course of a mile call it you know like two minutes um your life has been in someone else's hand hands 20 30 40 times those that's 20 30 or 40 people that could kill you instantly in, in a one little simple fuck up driving is fucking ridiculously scary when you think when you put it in terms like that because we all know what we think of average people so you know this is a george carlin jo- job joke he goes think of the dumbest person you know you know um no no actually i'm sorry i'm, I'm fucking up a job he goes Think of how dumb the average person is. Just on average. Just think how dumb just the fucking average person is. And then remember that half of them are dumber than that. Uh, you you entrust your life to fucking idiots every goddamn day. Uh, and it's just a, just mother uh, luck that you do or do not get killed. Um, and PJ can have dire in mouth. But yeah, uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, uh, mumbling on, but we're just killing time guys. So whoops, sorry. But yeah, the entire, uh, driving thing is scary. Uh, I like actually driving. Uh, I find it enjoyable, uh, especially when I have a car that can appreciate it. Uh, what I don't like is just all the other fucking people. Uh, luckily for me, I don't have to drive around other people a ton. Uh, I'm going to work it so early at this point that I don't really see any many people. It's a half hour, 35 minute drive. And I probably see 20 cars over the entire drive. That's because I'm, you know, leaving my house at like five in the morning and shit. <laughs> uh, so there's not a lot of traffic out there. On the other hand, I don't, you know, when I leave, it's like four o'clock. Uh, the rush hour is just starting and I hate this part. Uh, I hate the, the entire deal with the tremendous amount of people that you have to deal with when you're driving in rush hour traffic. Luckily for me, it's at four o'clock, not like five o'clock, which when, which is when rush hour truly starts, but the traffic is pretty fierce, uh, at four, um, I don't know. Some of you guys probably have the same thing. I, and you guys probably, some of you actually probably have way worse commutes than me. Uh, I'm lucky in that Michigan does not have a huge big deal. Like I'm upset if I don't make the light the first time I pull up on it, <laughs> you know, like you pull up in the light, 
and there's so much traffic that you don't even make it through the light because they're all packed in and moving slow that upsets me uh but that's not nearly as bad as traffic in some places like uh, from what i heard california traffic is ridiculous um new york traffic always seemed rather aggressive uh and so michigan doesn't really have a horrible uh, rush hour in southeast michigan i'd be i'd be interested in looking up how it compares to others a part of that is that we you know have a robust road system uh because of where who we are with the motor city and being where you know car the all the car culture and things like that um roads are pretty well they're not made well maintained but there's a lot of them <laughs> uh hold on i got Cameron calling in what is up, Kami Khan? What's going on, brother? Sorry I'm late. That is quite all right. I was wondering <laughs> if you're going to one certain wondering if you're going to make it. We, yeah, sorry, man. That's okay. Well, we are joined by Kami Khan with his normal weekly report. Let's get into it, my friend. So number one on the uh, weekly MAGA report is, uh, or number 10, I should say, Goodyear Tire outs themselves as a woke anti-law enforcement company, and the boycott starts on them. Not only did they get caught on that, but they got caught lying in their press release about it, too. Ooh. Ooh. So that's number 10 on the list. Number number nine on the list, the DNC convention rating drops 40% from last year. And in fact, um, the final night dropped... It was twenty million on the final night for last night, uh, compared to I think thirty million for Hillary, and Trump had something like forty-five million in, in uh, two thousand sixteen. Wow. Oh. Okay. Uh, the good the first good news uh, number eight on the list is uh, D Hughes survives massive case of internal bleeding from his bathroom falls. Happy to happy to hear that he made it okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> He uh, he had a little accident in the bathroom, and uh, I think he uh, lacerated his liver. But I think he put some uh, tussin on it, so he's okay. Oh, I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, number seven on the list: the uh, from a snap poll for presidential polling in Minnesota has it all tied up at forty-seven. I guess people don't like their uh, cities getting burned to the ground. No, I imagine not. That's never a pleasant thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trump's approval this morning uh, on the Rasmussen poll was 51%. Um, and that's uh, for two days running. So anything over 50 is a good thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, Operation Legend net, netted 100, uh, excuse me, netted 1,000 arrests with uh, 250 charged this week. And I think by the end of the week, it was actually up to 1,500 arrests. Um, th that's, that's the... Uh, the operation arresting the the villainous scum, you know, ruining the cities. Oh, okay. Uh, got uh, number four on the list. Got the Senate Intel Committee agrees with Mueller. Absolutely zero Russian collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Hmm, that's not surprising. All right. Uh, number three, we've got the uh, Pfizer COVID vaccine is about to hit the market. So that should be coming in either uh, sometime in October, hopefully, hopefully mid-October. Okay, well, that's quicker than I expected. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, and uh, had to bump this to number two, Donald J. Trump is still your president. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, and, that gets, what's number one? Holy shit. And number one is last but certainly not least, Mrs. Captain Canuck responds very well to her chemo. Uh, she saw a reduction in her tumor from a 6.4 centimeter to 4.2 centimeter, I believe. Uh, and I think it's the power of prayer and the power of the OG uh, giving her some power to fight through this. And that's number one on the list by far. Well, that's fucking awesome. That, that's fucking awesome. Uh, Captain Canuck or Dougie, or uh, as you may, as most of you may know, he's very big on Facebook. Uh, and, and I'm Facebook <laughs> friends with him. He's a good dude. He's very, and, and he's a good dude. He's very supportive of his wife. And uh, um, so I wish him nothing but the best. And they've been, been dealing with a whole bunch of shit in the last couple of years, really. So um, yeah, man, between this is a, a good time. Between him and Chodler, man, they've gone through some big time trials and tribulations, you know, kind of put puts yeah. everything into perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, it's always an indication of, you, be, you know, it's yet another example of why you should always be nice to fucking people. Because you see him post, fucking, you think he not have a fucking care in the world, you know, just a happy-go-lucky guy. And here he is behind the scenes dealing with some very not happy-go-lucky shit. So I try to curb myself whenever I get annoyed with people or, you know, try to dump shit on them because I have to remind myself that they you don't know what they're going on, what ha what they have going on. You don't know what their life is. You know, um, just try to be more friendly. <laughs> so Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, sir. Well, you want to stick around for a bit? I got 13 yeah, minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Show. Sure. All right. Excellent. All right. Let's see. Well, what do you want to talk about today, sir? We very rarely give you a top, uh, let you get a topic in. We normally, you normally uh, chime in whatever we're talking about. Did you uh, go over the picks on uh, MMA Playground? Did you go over that? Yeah, yeah, we did that. You know, we did that the other day. But uh, we, you know what? Uh, Dalton claims that everyone else thinks that the betting part of that's bullshit. What do you think? No, I, I mean it's well, it's. I mean, if you want to go by Vegas odds and everything, yeah, the lines are kind of bullshit. But you can you can get a you know you can get a you know somebody at a plus six hundred and bet a couple hundred on them on the you know using the funds when you you know they might be two hundred plus two hundred. Right, I mean, right. it's it's a huge you can get a huge bargain on some stuff. I mean, you you're the you're the king of that, dude. You're I mean, you're hitting these huge bets and huge parlays and just spanking everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I cause I, I've played for a while. And I know a good technique for that, but he's like, Oh, since it's not Vegas stuff, it's bullshit. I'm like, dude, it's the same odds for everyone. We're competing against each other. Who cares That's what right. the actual odds are? You have the same one, same odds available to you that, as I do. So it's not like I'm ripping you off and get a minus 600 when you're only got a, can get it as a minus 250 or something. You're still that same bets available for you too. But he's of the opinion that it doesn't count. I'm like, well, I'm sorry that you suck at it, dude. But fucking, <laughs> it's still. Uh, I, I watch. I, you know, I there. I might go two or three events without hitting anything, and and, and I'll lose just little bits of money here and there trying some of those bets. But at least once every three or four events, you're going to hit a big ass one like that. So as long as you're smart on your betting, you can end up with a shitload of money at the end of the fake season. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that's just it. I mean, everybody has their you know. Is, is bent off the same thing. So it's no, you know, it's no, uh, no, no difference. You, you know, handicaps the same. Right. Right. And, uh, Homelander saying that, but Jay, you started out with 40 times the money. No, we all started out with the same thousand dollars. Um, so yeah, uh, that is, so I didn't start out with an inherent advantage over anybody. 
And, uh, and the only other money that you get besides that a thousand dollars is you get a little bit of money for making correct picks. Uh, I can't remember what the conversion is, but normally it's only a couple hundred dollars or so. so but, and I like that they do it that way because you can accidentally blow your entire wad on bad bets. And uh, then you'll still have enough after two or three events to make a couple small bets and try to recover if it's not too late in the season. Yeah, trust me, dude. If anybody knows about blowing their wads on bad bets, it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's there. There. It's a. Uh, speaking of that sort of thing, there's a really fierce argument going on. Uh, oh, we got Kev Barber's calling in too. There's a really fierce argument going on at my uh, work. Uh, about our fantasy football league. Uh, okay. Normally we drop it on. Yes, I can, sir. Yes, I can, sir. I just wanted to pop in and say, uh, I hope everyone's having a great day today. Fucking smashing their goals, stopping out the fucking evil, reminding everybody they are a fucking deck full of aces. You are a fucking champion of fucking life. And that's all I really need to say because I only have about 20 more seconds before I fucking uh, am at where I'm, I'm, I'm headed. So I hope everyone has a great night. You too, brother. Right. You too, brother. Love you guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, dude. Have a good one. <laughs> Shit. I forgot what I was talking about now. Uh, talk about your work. There's some kind of big argument going at your oh, work. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was fucking hilarious, Kev. Uh, yeah, well, we, normally it's a $100 league, so and we had 14 people playing, so it ends up being a, a nice little chunk of change if you happen to win. Um the general consensus consensus is they don't want to bet anything this year because of how uncertain the season's going to be. We're not even sure they're going to have a full season. It might get canceled halfway through. You know, then with the COVID thing, you could be losing people left and right. So most people just don't want to bet any money on it. Uh, a couple of people are trying to push to at least put twenty bucks on it. Otherwise, it's no fun at all. And then back and forth. And I'm kind of ambivalent about it. Uh, but do you do uh, money when you do your fantasy football? I know. Yeah, I well, see. So if if so, I I go to a, I, the one league that I did probably in the last ten years when I did no money was my wife had kind of the same thing with her work. It was kind of just a bragging rights thing. Right. Um, and then, but. Every league I do is money. If you need if you need somebody, you know, to fill the spot, I'm sure you can. Get, I'll I'll do it, or you can. I'm sure get some people from from the OG to do it. Um, if if you need spots filled up, but um, you're right, dude. It's um, if I could do, I can't. I'm in Washington State, so I can't do FanDuel or DraftKings. I have to do a you know a, a little site called Fan uh, Fan uh, Fan Picks. Right, right. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I. I can't do it for just the fun, dude. I, I quit. I mean, I quit doing it for just the fun when I was 10 years old. I, I, I just, right. you just know, you know, I've been, I've been gambling. I started betting the, f- the football cards that they used to pass around in schools in junior high. So if that tells you anything, um, yeah. that was, you know, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm sure you've got enough people in your league, um, that you can fill up, you know, the few remaining spots with people that from the OG that want to play. Oh God, I would never do that. This is my work league. <laughs> no, absolutely not. They're actually trying to lose members. We're at, we're at, we were at fourteen, uh, then we lost somebody because uh, they got fired. Uh, so now we're at thirteen, and they they would actually like to uh, lose another one and get at twelve, but they're going to let that happen naturally. Uh, they well, don't a- like the fourteen league team. They think they can't get enough good picks. Well, it's the same thing as we were just talking about with the with the betting thing. Everybody's going to be under the same handicap. It's not like, you know, if Tom Brady comes down with the COVID and has to sit out, you know, two weeks, 
it, it's, you know, all right, well, he has as much chance of getting it as, you know, somebody else, you know, right. Dak Prescott. So, right. you know, it's, you, it is what it is. That's, that's why they call it gambling. That's right. the and whole, the, uh, the whole fun of it. Right, and the, the entire, oh, there's too many teams, uh, so we can't, there's not enough good players. Well, that's the, true for every single person. It's an even playing field. I'm sorry that you don't want to do the research to get good people when your guys get injured, you know, or pick up good people because you're paying attention. There, there are people like, oh, there's nobody out there. I'm like, well, yeah, that's because all the people that were paying attention already got them. Dude, they could, they could get a, a, a five-day pass for 10 bucks to Roto Grinders or one of those sites and, you know, the day before, two days before the draft, and you can get five different drafting scenarios. You can get value, you can get, you know, values on every player, every position. It's, you know, there, there's a ton of those out. I mean, you can get them for free. All you need to do oh, is yeah. spend a few hours just researching it, you know? It's not, yeah, I, dude, I can remember the olden days of having to, I started doing it fantasy sports in like, early 90s fantasy baseball when the Marlins were just just coming into the league and had you, there was no you know online shit so you had to go and actually buy magazines so I remember buying three or four magazines to you know to do all that shit oh shit well I've been doing this league for nine or ten years or something like that and sure. the, the first year or two I went out and bought magazines because there wasn't even a, you know there wasn't even a ton of stuff on the internet now there's shit uh, all I have to do is like you said research for a day or two um and just you know, when we do our live, we have a live draft that we do every year, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we all do it at our computers, and I just have a couple things opened up. And uh, the way I use Yahoo, uh, of course I do, uh, for my uh, fantasy league. And it's nice that they show you where you're going to be picking, uh, you know, like once the picking order is determined, and like the the players around that, like the, you're, you're going to have the 47th pick here is the, you know, and then there's this list of players of from most valuable to least valuable, supposedly anyways. Uh, sure. and, it, and it shows you right where, who you, who you get if everyone picks as normal. So all I do is during waiting for my turn, I research that guy. I researched to cut the guy below him, above him, you know, a, a couple below and see if there's anybody who's actually worth more, uh, that will be available. Um, so then that's in addition to reading all the hot picks that, you know, you should re- be looking out for. I always try to have at least five or six names written down for like good value picks and in, in the later rounds, because the first couple of rounds, it's pretty obvious who you're going to pick depending on what your number is. Yeah. The, the drafts are definitely one in the later rounds, you know, getting guys. I remember, um, the last draft, the, the one that sticks out on me was in, what was it? 99. And I, it, I was, I'm a Rams fan. So I was, totally you know killed the trent green went down and with the knee injury in the second game of the preseason and with my last pick in the draft i drafted kurt warner that year i'll never never forget that his first year in the league nice yeah that's a good draft um see my issue is before last year i would do all this research and have an amazing draft i would yahoo always ranked my draft really fucking high and i would do killer for the first two four five six games until the injury bug hit me, uh, and sure. the, once once the injury bug hit me, I never paid any attention to the games or uh, or what was going on after draft. So whenever I got had someone hurt, uh, I had a hell of a time finding a replacement for him. Because uh, if nothing else, a lot of times someone else already had his backup, or and all the you know, and someone uh, and it turns out you need to play attention the entire time because and start picking up people before you lose a player. So, you know, the last year or two, I've been doing, that's why I've been doing, you watch for injury reports and you see, you know, 
uh, who's getting a chance to step up and you maybe you maybe snag that guy and put him on your bench even though you don't need him. Yeah, you've always got to keep an eye out for even if you have you know let's say two good running backs or three good running backs. If somebody goes down on another team, get that backup that's going to be the you know because you never know when your guys are going to go down. Right, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> sorry, my wife's fucking with me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, no, that's no, that's exactly right. And does your does your uh, fantasy league use a waiver wire? I assume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's that's the, using your waiver wire correctly is an entire art all by itself. Fucking yeah. Just put in a lot of claims on a lot of uh, you know decent backups, and you know watch. And I mean, it's the NFL, so you know guys are going to get hurt. You know the the backups you're going to need backups. So right, right, right. And, and well, like having being number on the waiver wire is a good thing too. Sometimes you don't just want to blow that. So you know, uh, right. Sometimes it's a good idea to wait until you see like someone get injured and go on the go on the guy that fucking everyone's going to be going for it. But you're number one on the waiver wire, so you're going to get that guy. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, looks like that's probably enough for a show. Uh, unless you got anything you want to cover before you get out of here, Cammy. Uh, I'm good, brother. All right. In that case, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Couldn't do a show without you. Uh, apparently, I can do a show without Big Dalton, that motherfucker. Probably sleeping away like a giant fucking baby. Drooling all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll be back. Uh, excuse me. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Uh so hopefully you guys will join me then. Uh, I'm not going to tell you all the fuck all y'all because that's not my thing. So I'll just say you guys have a great night. You too, brother. Take care. All right. Later, man. Screw you, hippies. <laughs> <laughs>